Hello everyone, welcome to True Say with CBJ and I am your host Cherno. On this podcast, we will be talking, chatting about a lot of different varieties of daily, social and political topics. I'll be having conversation with people who think like me and people who don't think like me and even people who I interact with every day and never get the chance to talk to. So if you want to hear more, stay listening. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of True Say with CBJ and I am your host Cherno. Now today's podcast is a different one. It's just me and you, nobody else. And I wanted to just take this opportunity for all my listeners to kind of just get to know me a little bit better and I wanted to share a story about how I've changed my life around from basically like the worst periods of my life where I was like stuck and depressed and sad and just partying, just consuming a lot of different stuff and just basically like from the lowest to the lowest, like I was just low life basically, to now one of the best, most productive periods that I've been in my life where I'm really seeing myself basically like achieving all the goals that I wanted to. And you know, now that soon I'm going to become a father and I'm a husband now and I'm working full time and you know I'm just being productive I'm doing this podcast and and trying to do a lot of other things you know trying to just make my life more productive and better and of course like growing up I was just never been the person that was very structured to kind of just know what I wanted to do so you know I've I just never really know what I wanted to be um and it basically all started in, in Gambia, you know what I mean? And I was born in the Gambia, I was raised in Senegal, and I grew up in a good family home, and my mother was around, my father was around, but when I was about five, they they basically moved me to a boarding school where I was studying Quranic and Islamic studies, and it had its bad sides to it, and it had some good sides to it. and. The good sides were actually one of the things that actually helped me with my change because in boarding school you have to learn how to be disciplined and consistent and basically like good manners and like it's almost like military school, you know, so I always had that. That's one of the things that really helped me. And one of the bad sides, I didn't even know that they were bad sides until like later in my life when I grew up, when I basically turned like... 26, 27, I started to kind of learn about what like traumatized was and all these things because, you know, there was a lot of beating in the boarding school and all of that. But anyway, that's another story for another day. And so from there, uh, fast forward, like things started getting basically bad for me when my brother passed away. So I have five sisters and one brother. And um, when my brother passed, I didn't really understand like what it really was like he was way older than me and so I couldn't really take his death in a lot you know what I mean because he grew up in America and I was in a boarding school we were just coming from a completely different world and I was about 19 or 20 or something like or 21 but I just didn't really understand life that much you know coming from a boarding school in, in in Africa is just different you know like they don't teach you about a lot of things it's just basic knowledge which is like just learn the Quran or and that's it <laughs> basically they all just learn this and then get out like simple you know one of the only things they teach you is that you have this fear of that 
you have to basically like be motivated to finish what you're learning and you know be consistent and just have the discipline and the good manners and these are the things that they teach you and which is very good and i'm really happy with what i've learned there so from there when my brother passed i kind of started meeting new people like i didn't have a lot of friends back then and i was living in saudi and i came back for the funeral and started meeting new people that's when things just started going sideways you know i started going out partying going to clubs and it's not like my friends forced me to do anything like everything it was my choice as well like i wanted to do stuff because i never knew this lifestyle so it was something that was just completely out of my world but it just looked so good it looked so fascinating and i was like wow like look at all these people and they're dancing and doing all these stuff and i was like just amazed you know what i mean basically the devil made it very beautiful for me it, it really looked really good and it looked beautiful and I just kind of just dove into it right away because, you know, I didn't have anybody to talk to. And when I was growing up as well, like boarding school and, and even my home, certain things were never talked about, whether it was alcohol, drugs and partying and trauma and mental health. These things were never talked about. So I never even knew what they were. So I was just like, oh, well, people see you're doing it. It seems like it's good. You know, I had some of my cousins there, family members were there. I was like, all right, why not? You know, let's just, let's just dive into it. And, you know, for me, it was just, just nice and it was beautiful. And and that's where it started. You know, I would be going from going back to Saudi, coming back to holiday. And every time I come back just straight from the airport, straight to the club. And, you know, it was just it just kind of just didn't get better. Like because I didn't my life was not very structured. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Because when I finished boarding school, my life was always been kind of steered by my parents. Like it was just in a car. And they were just steering the wheel like, okay, he's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to go here. We're taking him to where he was supposed to go. So I never kind of had a control. Like I didn't have a say on what I was supposed to be, you know, because I didn't know the world. Like I was basically like coming from like, you know, like a completely like a different world. It's like I came from the desert. You know what I mean? Like just entered the city and then it just looks so new. And I'm like, what is all this? I don't know what this are. So yeah, from there, let's fast forward from 2012 when my brother passed. Then, you know, I started meeting friends, I started partying. And in 2015, my father passed away. Now, that's when everything just went all the way down, all the way down, because that's when I started doing more crazy stuff. That's when I started partying more because I just kind of shut off. I became cold. I became numb. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life anymore. And when I was young, there was a lot of expectations of me because I had a lot of potential. I was very educated and very smart. People talked about me everywhere. And my father was a successful businessman. And my country is very small. And people talked about him a lot and talked about me. So there was a lot of expectation who I was supposed to be. And when my brother passed, they were like, okay, I guess he's going to be the one to, you know, take over. He's basically next in line because he's the son, you know, because I will inherit like half of everything. And from there basically like you know uh then my dad passed away and then then boom everybody was just looking at me this was my family were not having expectations of me because they understood what this was they knew that this i'm not capable of doing all, all these things but the people outside you know other family members everybody was just like okay i guess he's just next in line he's he's, he's got to take them all the money and because you know there was a lot of amount of good money that was around or at least that's what they thought <laughs> And uh, people are very funny. And anyway, so 
you know, all these expectations came of me and I didn't really know what to do because, you know, I was not very educated in life. I didn't know anything about money. I didn't know, like everything was just kind of given to me. I was just supposed to go to school, finish school, become an Islamic scholar or imam or something like that. And, and then, you know, perfect, take care of daddy's business. And then you're going to be rich, get married and, and have all these things, you know? So when my dad passed, like life really hit me. Like I was depressed, I was sad, and I didn't understand what these feelings were. I didn't understand these emotions. So it was like, I was just a brand new person. And I was surrounded by a lot of people who couldn't really kind of really explain to me what these were, because even if they tried, I, I wasn't really understanding them. So I was just digging, partying, staying out all night, literally like, it was just bad. Trust me, man, like it was just, it was bad, like I was in the lowest of my lowest and it was just getting worse from there. It was just getting bad. And one of the first points that I wanted to talk about is that the moment that I actually was starting to realize that I wanted to start changing my life is I started having these signs. I started seeing signs that I need to change. And one of the signs were like, basically I was getting arrested all the time. <laughs> I was getting arrested. I was close to being arrested again. And then like, it was just a lot of bad things happening. And there were times where I would go out and I'll like drink or something and I'll throw up because my body will literally was just rejecting everything. And it was happening for almost a year. And I started, you know, I was noticing them like little by little. Some of them I ignore, some of them I kind of just acknowledge, be like, okay, started questioning myself, like, what is this and what's that? But I've always known deep inside that this is not a good life for me. But the only issue was that I just never knew what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go to school anymore. After my dad died, by the way, I quit school and I came back home. So because I thought, okay, if I come back home, I'll figure out how to run my dad's business. And that did not work at all. That did not work at all. And from there, basically, like I was just lost. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what to do. And all these signs were coming in. And and one of the biggest signs that came, it was in 2020. 2020 was literally COVID-19 and it was the biggest, most famous year in our history. Like to all the people that lost family life, uh, to all the people that lost family, like um, I really, I'm really sorry. And, you know, I hope they rest in peace. And even though a lot of people went through a lot of difficulties with COVID-19, for me, it was just... It was just a good time. It was just the time for me. It was the sign. It was literally one of the biggest signs. I think my wife was another sign, basically, because she came in right before Corona. And I was like, I think this is it. And then Corona came and then everything kind of just just aligned perfectly. I was like, this is it. This is the moment. We're going to be home. Nobody's going to go out anywhere. Everybody's going to be staying indoors. This is the moment I needed because I just needed to be contained. Like, I was just, I was just wild. I was just... My family were not talking to me. They were looking at me weird. They were looking at me different. And I was just not happy with all these things. It was just disappointment after disappointment. Like nothing. I didn't have a job. You know, like nothing. I was just not even trying hard. I was just basically just bitching about everything. Like that nothing was just working. And just having the privileges of living with inheritance money that was running out basically. And it was like, it was about time or like, otherwise it's over for me. Like, fuck, you know? So when COVID-19 hit, it was just, it was just a big sign. And I feel like Corona was kind of 
the moment where the world needed a reset. And I'm not saying it was a good thing because a lot of people lost their life. And of course, that's that's tragedy. But I feel like there was just so many issues and so many bad things. Like, I feel like the world was just getting out of control. Like, it was just too much. So many wars, politics, just too many stupid shit happening. And I feel like God was just like, poop, reset, pause, look at yourself again. And I feel like everybody, a lot of people went through a lot of discomfort in their life. And trust me, some of those people made their life better. You know, and for people who are still struggling with that, I hope you'll be able to find something. You know, I hope you're able to get your life back together because it was difficult. Like nobody deserved to be homeless or to not be able to pay their bills and all these things as long as you're working hard. Like everybody deserves something good. I always wish for good for people. So, but for me, it was just like the moment I realized, I was like, this is it. You know, this is the moment. This is really the biggest sign for me to be able to take care of my life this is the moment i can take control of my life because all the clubs are closed all the roads are closed it's over like it's this is the moment and now that's the other point i wanted to talk about which is the moment i've decided to change my life and if you get to this point i salute you because it's very scary taking the decision to change your life can be really really scary and for me change overall it's already scary even when it comes to the little things like changing a job or just moving to a new apartment like I just get anxiety and I get stress because it's just like okay I'm just I just have to leave my comfort zone now to go start somewhere else new or just coming moving to Sweden was even difficult for me but it was just all part of my process it was just part of my decision to change my life and it's something that's going to be scary but one of the things I did when I was deciding to change my life was that I went to my family and then I've just kind of just talked to them and be like, okay, I've reached to a point now where, you know, I met a girl and things are just not looking very well. And this Corona time, I just wanted to take this opportunity to just try and change my life and just look at myself again. And, you know, your family will always have your support. You know what I mean? And that's one of the most important thing. And one of the scary things is the change as well, which is I was afraid that losing my friends, you know what I mean? These are people that I've been around for a long time and it was scary. I was, I would not be able to go to places that I used to go anymore. I wouldn't be able to like sleep for like 12, 13 hours a day. Like I, you know what I mean? There was just so many things that were just so comfortable for me. Something that was just so like normal for me and to change them was just scary because I was like, how am I going to deal with these things? Now, like, First of all, like I was living in a completely different world. I was like a vampire. I'm always out at night. Every day from Monday to Sunday, I was just boom, 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 boom. I hate being alone. I didn't not want to be around people. Like when the party's over, I always find ways to go find another party or call another person. Be like, okay, hey, you want to come out? Like I was that kind of person because I just didn't want to be alone to be dealing with all the issues that I was, that was going on with me, which was my father's death, my brother's death, and just probably even like the traumas that I, you know, that happened to me in boarding school. But I didn't even know about these things until like now, because which comes to my next one, which is taking your time to basically be alone and and get to know yourself. And this was one of the most important moments because, you know, they always say like, if you can basically like you're never alone if you can talk to your own conscience like i had to literally just take my time just spend my time being home alone 
I was never lonely, but I just had to isolate myself from the outside world. And COVID-19 was basically just the perfect time to do that. So, you know, I was home all the time. I never go out. Like, I just had to reflect and just kind of just get to know myself better and to just kind of plan on how I wanted to do this change. Like, how I'm going to approach this change. Like, what do I want? What do I want from this? You know what I mean? Like, you know, how am I even going to do this? You know, I had to get back to the real world. You know what I mean? And to do that, you you can basically surround yourself around people sometimes. You have to be alone to do this because you're the only one who can take the decision to change your life. Nobody can. Like, trust me, like, this reminds me, like, my mother was trying all the time because I, I had a very strict mother and she's always there pushing me, being mad. Early morning, she will see me come home and it was just very embarrassing all the time and she did her best to change me, but she just couldn't do it. Her words were just not enough. It had to come from me. And for you as well who are listening, like, if you're changing your life, you need to understand with whatever it is, with doesn't matter whether it's partying whether it's whatever it is the littlest thing you have to take the decision to do it because nobody else is going to do that nobody can force you to do something you have to take the decision to change because if somebody forces you to do something and you really deep down you don't want to do it you're just going to go back to it so this was something that i had to do i had to be alone be around my family obviously but just stay away from just people who are just like that were kind of just toxic around me. And maybe I was toxic around, like they were toxic. I don't know. The other way around. Maybe I was toxic to them. They were toxic to me. And we just had to kind of just stay away from each other. And I had to create these routines in my in my time when I was alone, basically. Because I used to be, a, I'm a gym freak. And I used to work out a lot. And when I was partying through this five, six years, I would stop working out. I was weak. Obviously, you know, I, I couldn't be keeping up with the party lifestyle, going partying for two nights in a row, like, or two days in a row, and nobody will see me for, like, how many hours, you know what I mean? So, it was disgusting. And and basically, from, from there, like, I had to, I start taking notes, like, I start to, to be like, okay, I need to put myself through a lot of, like, um, I need to have a plan on like, okay, I need to go work out. I need to, I need to do a lot of things. And that brings me to the other one, which is basically just embracing the discomfort because when you're alone, it's not comfortable sometimes. Like I had to go through a lot of discomfort to be able to get to where I am getting, where I am right now, which is I had to start working out again. And there was even the little things that I used to do was I had the privilege of sleeping for like long time because I lived in the, in my house, I lived in the second floor there was no kitchen there, so I'll go down and get food all the time, and I'll bring plates, piles of plates, and then I'll just stack them in my room, and it will fucking stink. I'll have bottles of water for like weeks, like you know what I mean. And I will just be lazy to go down, and that was my comfort zone. And I had to learn and embrace how to deal with this discomfort. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't clean my room, and I had to start cleaning my room. And that's one of the most important things. I feel like if you're starting to get your life together, the first thing you do clean your room. Because your room is basically like the externalization of your mind. Like, it's your room, it's basically you. If your room is not good, you're not going to be good in your head. You know what I mean? Like, you can, before you go out and fix other shit outside, you got to fix inside first. Fix your home. Fix yourself. Because you are your room, like I said. And it had to start from there with me. Like, I had to start making my room because it was always messy. My clothes was never folded because I always had somebody who was doing it for me. 
I had to say bye to that comfort zone. I had to say bye to that the good life. And it's funny because remind me like when I was um when I was in boarding school, like I had to do all these things for myself when I was young. Like when I was like 10, 11, I had to make my own bed. I had to clean my the dishes. I had to clean the room. I had to clean toilets and all these things and that's one of the things that I'm thankful for that I always had. So when I came home, it was like and all these things were happening to me. I just didn't know why I was even just such being lazy, but I guess because of the party, you know what I mean? Anyway, so I had to kind of just get out of that comfort zone and just embrace the discomfort which is taking charge of my life with cleaning my room, taking the dishes downstairs, taking the bottles downstairs and just you know start working out again and and pushing myself to the limit just to making sh- make sure that I don't have any gap and every day like I don't have any gap to be even say I'm free. I would put all types of things in my schedule throughout the day just to make sure I don't even have space to be like oh yeah I'm free because I feel like the moment that I was free that I had an hour to chill I would probably be like oh maybe call a friend and hang out no so I would even do like if a friend calls I'll be like no I'm just busy bro I got things to do because I always made sure my schedule was full like I just gave myself a lot of tasks to do and that was like going waking up early in the morning to like five six in the morning do a 5k then next day i'm doing seven and eight and then nine and then 10k and it was struggle my joints were hurting me like i was just in pain just because of all the things that i was consuming for like years and i didn't work out but it was painful but i wasn't looking for results i was just trusting the process and that's one of the things you're doing if you're doing whatever you're going through in life don't look for results just trust the process. Just go through with it and then you will see what's going to happen to you. So that's very important. Now I want to move forward to basically the next one. is one of the most important is why I wanted to change my life. Now after seeing all the signs, after deciding to change my life, and taking the time to basically be alone and get to know who I am and get to know what I wanted to do with my life and plan like, you know, what can I bring to the table? You know what I mean? My education, can I go back to school? Like Whatever it was to really get to know who I am, now I need to understand why. And that's a very good, that's a very important thing to, to, to think of. Why you want to change my life? And I had a lot of things why I wanted to change. First of all, my religion, which is Islam, my family, my wife, and just having lack of self-belief just lying to myself that these were all these things that I had that I had to deal with like I had to I had to face these things you know and the first one which is my religion and I just didn't want to walk around telling myself that I'm a Muslim but I don't pray five times a day you know what I mean I'm not praying five times a day I don't look like a Muslim I don't behave like a Muslim a Muslim doesn't party like all these things I had to, I was just disgusted with myself because I feel like I'm not being through to myself. Because when I took the time to be alone, I realized one thing about me is I don't like lying to myself because it's just disgusting. Be honest with yourself. You know, nowadays, that's one of the problems in this world. People are not honest with themselves. They don't tell themselves the truth. You know what I mean? They're rather, they're rather just lie. Like, be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? So... I just had to deal with this. I had to start praying again. And I 
had to put myself in a situation where I started going to the mosque again. And this is all part of just being embracing that discomfort. Because this, this just reminds me actually, like when I was going through, through all this bad time, I've always kind of had my phone on do not disturb. I didn't want to talk to people. Like if I see someone and I didn't want to talk to them, I would literally take the other route. I would literally take another road because I don't want to talk. I was just disgusted with myself. I was never, I didn't have the confidence to even face people to talk to them because I was like a freaking vampire. You know what I mean? So, and that was one of the things. That was one of the reasons why I had to change my life. I had to learn how to be part of society again. And one of the things was my religion. And I wanted to just become a better Muslim. I wanted to become a good Muslim. So it had to start somewhere. And I started praying five times a day. I started walking, going to the mosque. And I didn't like the things they were saying. Oh, yeah, Cherno, we haven't seen you for a long time. Or where have you been? Like, what happened to you? And to think about it, I'm like, I saw you a couple of weeks ago, but or a couple of months ago, but I just avoided you. You know what I mean? Like, of course, I can't say that, but those were the things that I was just embarrassed with. And I had to deal with those things. And I just had to be like, I'm really sorry. I was just going through a lot of things in my life that I need to figure out. But it made me even more happy. It made me more content. The fact that I face these people. It was discomfort. It was, un- I mean, it was uncomfortable to meet these people. You know what I mean? But it gave me the confidence to be able to just walk right in the mosque, talk to them, whether I have to even lead the prayer. Don't forget, I memorized the Quran. So I still knew how to do all these things. So now think about all that embarrassment. And it's funny. If I meet, if I... <laughs> It was really bad to the point where if I met my old self right now, I would give him a fucking slap in the face and tell him, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Get your life together. So anyway, now it was so my Islam was one of the first things that I really wanted to fix. Now, the second thing was my family. I'm not actually trying to put it in order, but like my family was very important to me. My father had a very big name in the country had a very successful business and everybody just kind of knew who I was. And when I was partying and all doing all this thing and just being a terrible person and terrible son, I had to deal with a lot of people coming to me telling me, oh, you're this guy's son. Why are you around these people? Why are you do? Why are you here? Did you know what I mean? I have to deal with all that. And I will always just tell them, hey, fuck off. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I was just cold. I didn't care. So and I wanted to I was basically like ruining my family's reputation in the country, you know, and I didn't really knew like that I was doing that to me. I was like, oh, I'm living my life the way I want because it's my choice. I want to, it's my life. It's my choice. And, you know, we're living in a generation now where most of us think like that. Oh, it's your life. It's your choice. You get to do whatever you want. I thought I had all the freedom. Oh, I, it's my life. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. And that's not really how the world works. There's consequences in life. And I learned those consequences when I kind of just learned that my family's reputation was being spoiled. I'm not just, I'm not, um, basic, like why, like I couldn't understand when they, when they cry or when they're hurt. I'm like, why are you crying over me or why are you being sad over me? It's my life. Why are you worried about it? And I didn't know that I was hurting them because they love you. And if they love you and they will do anything or they will say anything just to, to protect you, you know what I mean? But I didn't understand that. It was just being selfish. You know what I mean? And I had to think about all these things. I had to I had to learn how to be fair to them. To know that if they were in my situation, 
I would probably feel the same. I mean, at that time, I would probably be care, but like, I wouldn't want my family walking around doing the things that I was doing. You know what I mean? It was just bad. So I had to deal with that. And then I just met this girl, which is my wife, who was my wife now. And I kind of just didn't want to disappoint her. You know what I mean? And she came and she accepted me for who I am. And she was, she didn't have the same lifestyle that I had. And she was like a good sign because when she came, I literally fell in love so quick. It was, it was weird. You know, it was a lot of other girls that came and nobody could have changed me. Most of them that came, I was like, well, if you want to be part of my life, you're going to have to do, live the same lifestyle I'm living. But when she came, I was like, oh, I'm ready to change. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. And I don't know why I was saying that. And, but I was just doing it and I accepted it because it was just a big sign. It was just was like it was meant to be and I'm really happy that I just kind of followed my gut because I could have been like oh I needed to wait I need to work on myself first no I just followed my gut so it's very important to trust your gut just do just go for it don't be afraid you know what I mean like it's scary yes you don't know where it's going to lead you but you just have to go there. You just have to face whatever that's in that dark room. Because if you don't try, you will never know. And you will never grow. You have to deal with being uncomfortable. You have to deal with being, having, not having the confidence to do certain things or to say certain things. But sometimes you just got to go for it. You got to listen to your gut. And that's exactly what I did. I listened to my gut and here I am. And, you know, and one of the other things was I just had a lot of, I was just, procrastinating all the time I had a lot of negative talk in my head and I just didn't like this and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to just stop because I could never just tell myself how good I am or how talented I am and I was people were always telling me you know like how talented I was how smart I was how I was just a good kid but I've managed to live this life where my a lot of people knew what I was doing but majority as well didn't really know what kind of lifestyle I was living so they always just looked at me like oh wow he's so smart and intelligent he's very educative and all these things and I was living a double life I was living a fucking double life and I was just not myself I was lying to myself I know I knew didn't mention that but I was living a double life like in Ramadan's and all these things like I would be clean and I'll go to the mosque and it's sad to say, it's like me saying right now, it's terrible. It's, I'm, I'm even afraid to talk about these things, but I have to face it. I have to face it and talk about these things because it was bad. That's how bad it was. And I couldn't just, and for some reason, what, what disgusts me the most, <laughs> and it's funny, I'm talking to myself, but and I'm talking to you guys, but um, it's when I was living that double life, I used to brag about how I was living a double life. Oh, yeah, I'm living a double life. Yeah, it was really cool. It was not cool. It's not cool. It was just terrible. It was lying to people and lying to myself. And I just couldn't live with that anymore. I couldn't live with lying to myself all the time. Because I was afraid. I was weak. And it was just disgusting. So this is one of the main reasons when I spend my t- that time being alone, I get to really look at myself again to be like, okay, this is not going to happen anymore. No more double life. It's got to be one life. You either go fuck your life up or you stay here. And I didn't want to have to deal with the pain of a regret. I rather had to deal with the pain of just disciplining myself to learn how to become a better version of myself. The better version, the kid that went to boarding school and got shit done and learned the Quran. You know, 
I know I'm cussing a lot, but I'm still working on that one. And so I had to deal with all these things. Now, after I knew how to deal with all these things, that brings me to my other point, which is identifying the things that were holding me back. Now, we all have things that hold us back when we're going through a change. And for me, it was like, there was a lot of different things. But one of the things was just the people around me, you know, and alcohol, drugs, you know. And the other thing, too, was the past traumas and the grief. And that's one of the hardest ones because that still hasn't gone away. But, you know, in life, nothing is perfect. In life, nothing goes away easily sometimes. Like this whole journey, if you're going through a change as well, you need to understand that this is not easy. It's not an easy journey. It doesn't mean my life is perfect right now. Like I'm still dealing with a lot of trauma. I'm still dealing with my grief. But at least I'm not living that other disgusting life, that other party crazy lifestyle that I was living that you know that I would have I was just hurting a lot of people you know what I mean I was hurting a lot of people I was lying to a lot of people and and lying to myself and hurting my life and my health you know and god forbid if something had happened to me like my family like what would it be able to say what would it gonna do you know what I mean my wife what is she gonna do so all these things were things that are very important to think about so it's a process, you know, like I'm still dealing with some of these things, but I have support. I'm honest with myself. You know what I mean? I go to my family. I talk to them. I communicate with them. I communicate with my wife. If something is happening to me, you have to open up. And that's one of the things that I do. Just being honest, just being out there, coming out of that comfort zone, coming out of that um, that place where you just, you just think like, um, you know, like basically just be able to talk to people, connect with people, you know, share with people, be vulnerable around people. You know what I mean? So that's a very important thing. And one of the other thing was just to stop procrastinating, like just always just telling myself I never get shit done. Oh, yeah. I remember like me and my friends, we used to we're always chilling and recording either music or like oh we want to open a radio station or there was a lot of things that I wanted to do I had a lot of ideas but nothing was ever get done just because of the lifestyle that I chose so that was something that was just not fun you know nothing was done so many ideas so much potential and then nothing happened so that's something that I wanted to change and if I had to even start from the bottom because I feel like too because my father was a successful businessman I had these um ideas that okay if i have to basically just make it too i didn't realize i had to start again from the bottom because i fucked my life up and i had to start from the bottom if that means having a nine to five day like nine to five job and that's what i'm doing right now and i'm really really content about it because it's it's not comfortable and it's not fun but it's making me so strong it's because it's making me so happy because i got a food on my table my family's happy with me. I'm responsible. I pay my bills. I do. I'm living a life that my father lived before, before he became rich. So I'm happy to go through this journey as well. So that's one of the things that I, I realized that I like. I need to go through this. I need to start over. It's reset button. <laughs> and so that's one of the things. I needed to surround myself too with people who were inspiring me. You know what I mean? And people who would make me want to do something with my life, people who see like my potential and push me to do better things. This is the things that I needed, you know what I mean? And 
always we surround ourselves with people who are not good for us. But it's very important to surround yourself with good people. If these people are not either making you money or helping you make money or just pushing you towards your goals, like straight away, just get rid of them. Because they're not going to do you anything in life. They're not going to do you anything, any good in life. Like, just find people, people who are inspired, people who are inspiring, people who can inspire you, people who can motivate you, who push you every single day to do something better. And that's one of the things that I was identifying. So I identified these things that were holding me back and then I had to just work on it. You know what I mean? I had to plan on how I, I need to just get rid of these things, whether the first thing was just moving away from the people and the other was just kind of just stop with the drinking and all these things. And But everything just takes time. It's a process. But luckily now, two years I'm sitting here with nothing in my system and nothing in my body. And I'm happy about that. I've never been more clear. And the funny thing is, too, when I stopped doing all this thing, that's when my grief hit me more. That's when I was really dealing with my brother's death and my father's death. Because when when they passed away, I couldn't feel because I was just so busy putting things into my system. I didn't, I was not myself. I didn't know what grief was. You know, sorry to my wife, she had to deal with all the stress that I was dealing with when we just got married because she was like, what the hell is going on? And it was that, you know, just being sober in that party life just made me look at life differently and made me understand how much I needed my brother and how much I missed my father. And oh my God, like all the things that I was doing. And this reminds me actually, I remember one time I, when I was going through this process to deciding when I decided to change like midway, I think to my process and process, <laughs> I went to my father's grave and actually, and I teared down and I cried so much because I was like, I'm such a bad son. I haven't been even here to visit him for like, for like months. And people have asked me, did you go? I'm like, yeah, I went last Friday. Lying to myself again all the time about that. Why would I lie about that? So these were all the things that I was dealing with and I was just not happy about it. And it was just the time to change. Now, my last point for today, it's basically after all you, after, after you identify what's holding you back, after you understand why you need to change and embracing all this discomfort and taking some time alone and after all these things, when you're going through a change and whatever it is, choose one thing and be patient and write things down as well. I think that's very important. And what I mean by choosing one thing, it's start small. When you're changing, the one of the mistakes that I made when I was changing or when I was going through my change was I was trying to change everything at once, everything at once, the partying, the, 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 the like lack of motivation, like a lot of issues that I had, I was basically just trying to do them all at once, working out, you know, like trying to write, trying to, I don't know, whatever it was, I was just trying to just put everything together and just do it on all, all at once. And it doesn't work. It won't work if you try to do all things at the same time. I mean, if you can, yeah, sure, why not? But I'll recommend just doing one thing at a time. Focus on one thing. Focus on stopping drinking. Focus on stopping drinking. Stop. Focus on stop smoking. Focus on stopping stopping smoking. If it's if it's another bad habit that you have, 
or you have a lot of bad habits, just focus on doing one thing at a time. Because otherwise, what happened is, which something that happened to me, I ended up getting back to it. I ended up getting back to it for like a week because I was just so overwhelmed with a lot of things that happened. Because the moment I got married to my wife, I felt like, oh, I've made it. I'm, I'm successful now. I stopped everything. I made it into a wedding day with nothing, with no party, with nothing. And, and this is it. The next day, I was back to shit. Because I had so much, I felt like I've accomplished everything. I was basically just looking for the results. Or the result was to do everything and to get married and then boom. And you know, they say in Islam, when you get married, half of your religion is complete. And I was like, oh, I guess half of my religion is complete. I'm done now. I've, I've completed it. Results? No. I forgot that it's a process. I for, I, because I had to learn from the mistakes. I had to learn from that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start again. But of course, I already know how to do it now. I'm going to just do it once and one at a time. So that's one of, one of the most important things. And I've never been a good person writing things down. But I remember in 2020, right before I moved to Sweden, I actually wrote a list. I wrote a list for the first time in my life because I was never good at writing things down. And for people who are, who are not writing things down, I would actually advise this to you. I'm actually still not good at it, but I'm trying to be better at it. If you write things down, it just manifests better. It just gets into your head better. It just gets stuck into your head better. And when I realized that everything that I've written in my list to do for 2021, I've achieved everything. I've achieved everything. I'm not going to say the list right now, but I've achieved every single thing that I said I was going to do. And I took it slow. I took it once in a while, one at a time. There were ups and downs, but I, I got it. Like I made it through. So that's very important to do. And... Just be patient, you know what I mean? When learning how to change your life completely, it's it's just important to remember that it's a process and the process takes time. It just everything won't just happen all at once. So um yeah, I mean basically it's it. Like the story is probably never gonna finish because I have a lot of things to talk about. But I feel like today I just wanted to talk about these things. I wanted to just to share these things so you guys get to know me a little bit better. Hopefully in time, I will record more stuff and basically just talk about more about my life and how I've dealt with certain change. Because I've never really been the pers- a very structured person on talking about these kind of things, like writing things down and be like talking about step one, step two, step three. I'm, I'm just never been good at that. And I'm trying to learn how to be good at that because, you know, I just really want to share like my experience. I want to just share the things that I know in this world and just educate people and so and then learn from people as well because in life life is never going to be perfect but it's we always have to just try to better our lives and just find ways to you know to to choose a better path so i hope you all enjoy listening to my story and were able to get to know me a little bit better and i hope you all relate to a little bit so anyway thank you for listening and keep your head up Stay positive and have a good one.